What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Cut. Sean, Randy, and Christian are back for our week four preview. Um, how are we doing, gentlemen? I am I'm well. Um, I, I tweeted out that I'm a Lakers fan for the next five games, and I think it might end up being just four games. You know, I don't I don't think I'll have to be a fan for a fifth game because it won't exist. Uh, I'm hoping LeBron gets his his fourth ring. Yeah, it's his fourth. Yeah, that'd be good. Up thirty already is it's a pretty good sign. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Oof. Okay. Yeah, sorry. We're we're also watching the Indians game and hoping they don't give up yet another home run. So how'd you have to say something? Yeah. Cause that's all they can hit, dude. That's who who typed in this question in the introduction? Was it Christian? Oh, that was me. Go ahead and ask it. Well, I know Randy's answer already. So if you had to start a franchise with one of Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Daniel Jones, or Dwayne Haskins, who would you choose? Am I the am I the GM here or am I the head coach? Josh G GM. GM. I'm, yeah, I'm, the franchise. I'm stepping down. <laughs> that's not a that's not an option. No, no, I don't care. I'm stepping down. I'm no, I'm, yeah, I'm no longer in this position because for some reason, if these four guys are the four guys that I set myself up, I set myself up for to to start a to start a team, hey, I'm not cut out for this role. Well, think think of like what what if Brady ends up hanging it up or Breeze or Roethlisberger? These teams are going to be back end of the draft guys. Uh, unless they're selling the complete farm, try and get up to these I'm, teams at all. Then I'm, then I'm, I'm waiting for the draft next season. Hey, man, you can't do that. <laughs> you haven't. But I'm stepping down. It's, it's a pretty have, simple. No, answer. if you have a three and thirteen season because you didn't sign Sam Darnold, you're getting fired. That's that's the option. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> fine. Who would you pick? Fire me. I mean, you have to fucking pick. Sam. It's Darnold. It's Darnold. Yeah. Yeah, it's Darnold. I mean, I, this dude makes. Miraculous throws still to no one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I would also choose Darnold, but I I do think that Josh Rosen is probably second, which is scary. Um, just for the fact that we don't know what he is. I know he wasn't great in this I mean, rookie year, but we just don't know. And I, I would be intrigued enough to give him a shot, and then just say, never mind. I'll I mean, trade you like everyone else. He's been on teams that he could have got a shot. He didn't earn it, so. It's fair. Yeah. I mean, his time in Miami was pretty fucking bad, so. And Arizona. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about Thrive Fantasy to kick off the episode. So um, I played a an eSports game today. It was a free contest. Won absolutely nothing, but... Um, Thrive Fantasy is awesome. Like I'm, I'm addicted to it. Um, the the NFL slates, you pick ten of the twenty props, uh, overs and unders, and you can win money. And guess what? We have a promo code for you. If you haven't heard us talk about it in the middle of our episodes, it is the cut. Uh, if you use that, they'll match up to fifty dollars for you. So if you put your first fifty in, they're going to give you fifty free. Um, Randy and I are literally obsessed with this. Like, oh, yeah. I texted Randy my my esports lineup today and said, "I don't even know what the fuck this is." But I, <laughs> you didn't I even know what it. it was. I had to tell you to see us go. <laughs> yes, yeah, didn't didn't know what it was, but it was free. So they're they're starting to have free contests. Most of them are like you can enter for two bucks, uh, 
five bucks and then they have like 10 25 they have like two thousand dollar contests um i don't dabble in those because i'm not a psychopath but if you want to be a psychopath you can uh download thrive the the link is in our description and what is um the other there's one other thing you wanted to talk about before we get into the thursday night preview and our starts oh yeah so uh if you guys have a small business and you listen to us and want to become a sponsor we do reach a few people i mean our website we're getting a lot of traffic there um just let us know shoot us an email uh email is in the description officialcutpod at gmail.com uh anchor kind of fucked us over and they were our first sponsor and we are no longer able to pull any uh ad revenue from them so they're assholes um so unless you work for anchor hit us up <laughs> all right like, so what like, would... just apply to like burke and stuff like just small businesses or a large business i don't care fuck it anyone who wants to sponsor us hit us up full send Sorry, Sean, right. go ahead. No, you're good. Um, so what we're going to talk about today, we're going to unfortunately get into a Thursday night preview. Um, then I know I bitched about last week's game, but my God, this is worse. And then um, we'll do our starts and sits for week four. But before I do that, I do want to, I'm guessing a lot of you have seen the news that the Pittsburgh and Tennessee game did get postponed. Um, it was supposed to kick off at one o'clock on Sunday. It is, they are still planning on playing either Monday or Tuesday. So I, what I would do if it sounds like a lot of, uh, form, a lot of, um, apps and websites are going to go to the, if it's played on Tuesday, those points are still going to count towards week four, which would make sense. So just keep an eye on that. I'm guessing by Thursday or Friday, they're going to have something set in stone. Um, just have a backup plan for guys that, uh, like guys like Juju Smith Schuster and Derek Henry. Um, Ryan Tannehill, just fantasy relevant players that you might be thinking about starting on Monday night or Tuesday night. Um, I, I, for me, I almost feel like it'll be Monday night. I don't, I think the NFL wants to avoid an extra day of games if they can, but either way, just make sure you have a backup plan. Uh, the one guy I will mention, I don't believe Deontay Johnson is going to play this week. Yeah. He's questionable right now. So, but the extra day might give him enough time to play. So. Uh, did we get yeah. an update on the other one, the Vikings game? There, the Vikings, no, no, no players tested positive yesterday or uh, Monday. So that one seems like it's just going to kind of, that one seems like it's all systems go. Okay, cool. There's not been anything uh, otherwise for that. So just didn't hear any official thing. So thank you for clearing that for me. No problem. All right. Um, go ahead, Christian. I, I was just going to say one thing. Um, I personally would pivot from most of your guys that are in that game. Uh, if you can, if you have a good option, just because of like, I saw a lot of talk on Twitter about setting up backup players for that game. I think that's kind of ridiculous. Like if you take the risk of relying on like a Derrick Henry or Ryan Tannehill, I think you should have to live with that. I, I personally, Go ahead. Like I, Go ahead. I would pivot to someone that I know is for sure playing unless they finalize something like you said. See, I'm under the impression that if you're waiting on an injury like Devontae Adams last week on Sunday night, I would agree. 
But because this is a situation that's completely out of fantasy uh, manager's control, I, I, I'm totally, I've actually implemented the backup plan in, in one of my, uh, in one of my leagues. I, I think it makes sense because you're like, this isn't something we've ever had to deal with before. So I, I'm on kind of on the other end that I, I think, I think it's a good idea to have that backup issue because chances are, it's not going to matter anyway. Chances are that game's right. Yeah. So it's like a last resort thing. I know I saw someone say, like, what's the difference between someone getting ejected on the first play or the game being canceled for COVID? And I don't know if I can get behind that argument, I guess, because at least they knew they they were they had a chance to play the game. But I don't know, man. I think if it's if they push it to Tuesday, that's when I get a little concerned that they might just push it off of the week in general. Um so I don't know. I don't I don't love the backup player idea, but like you said, it's so unprecedented that I don't know what else yeah. you could do other than I mean, pivot. I'd I just it, pivot and take now. Well you yeah. you have but you have a reason, sorry Randy, you have a reason behind you wanting to pivot, especially for one one specific player that I'm sure you'll get into. Yeah. I mean if you feel comfortable if you don't feel comfortable playing one of them, pivot. I mean it's but, fine. They the they problem. could they could outscore. I mean that's that's the risk you take with Sitting, yeah. I mean, let's be real. If it's Derrick Henry, uh, Juju, Deontay, if he's playing, James Conner, uh, I mean, those are studs. So you take the risk yeah. of sitting them. I that's think on you. Juju, Juju's the one in particular that I would hold out hope for because, like, you look at Tennessee, they've given up a bunch of points over the last two weeks. To <clears throat> so yeah. you have to think that, especially if Deontay Johnson doesn't play. Um, so he, he would be the one that I would want to wait for. But uh, again, I, I can understand it either way. Yeah. The, the good news for the Steelers players is they are practicing while the Titans. Yeah. Are. The Steelers have, right. The Steelers have nothing to worry about. They're, they're going to be fine. It's, it's, it's Ryan Tannehill. It's yeah. possibly, it's not AJ Brown. Who am I kidding? Um, it's Corey Davis. Um, me. yeah. So, no. all right. But uh, let's get into our starts of the week for week four. Whoa. And I will go ahead nope. and start. You skip in the Thursday night. I know yes. what you're trying to do, you I, bastard. I, I absolutely <laughs> Thursday night preview. Uh, it's the Den- the Brent, it's the Brett Rippin led Denver Broncos it's, it's on the half, road. You can say it. it's half the Broncos versus half the Jets. Sure. <laughs> it versus I don't even know if you can call the New York Jets a football team at this point. I really don't. And like, I'm not saying that as a joke. Like I, I legitimately don't know if you can call it that, but, but the, the Broncos did decide that they're going to be going to Brett Rippon as the quarterback. This game has an over under of 40. 40 points. <laughs> I, I, honestly, honestly, too, smash it. But the defenses are bad, too. So, like, the Jets' run defense is okay. But other than that, like, fuck. <laughs> like, it's, they're both so bad that you want to say the under, but they're also both so bad it could be the over. I can't believe the yep. Jets are favored. Uh, because they have their starting quarterback. I guarantee that's it. Yeah, but they also have okay, at home. Yeah, maybe at home, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, if you have to play Darnold or Ripon, I think that kind of says a lot about your uh, Superflex team because 
fucking hell, there's no other way that you're playing them. Only uh, the only guy in this game I'm okay with starting is Melvin Gordon. So Melvin Gordon, I'll say Jerry Judy should be good. Um, See, even yeah. that, even that, like I'm not trusting a third string quarterback. Uh but I mean, Jerry Judy had an okay game last one, the last one with the guy that obviously already got benched and. But don't uh, think, you think that? Don't you think that they're sorry? Go ahead, go ahead, finish your thought, and let me get. Well, if they if they think he gives them a better chance to win, uh, I assume they they think he has a better chance throwing the ball. So I'm gonna say that Judy and Fant, because they're gonna be so heavily targeted, uh, because like I said, the Jets the only thing they can kind of do well is stop the run. Uh, obviously, I think Gordon's a good start still, but yeah, I, I'm just saying like I, I'm okay. It, like I wouldn't start the quarterback, but I'll be okay with dink and dunk guys like Fant or uh, Judy, who's just amazing. I mean, let's here's, just be real. Here's my issue with that, though. Um, I, I think especially with Judy, and I, I'll I'll get into it because I'll he is one of my sits. It's I, I I definitely think there's a scenario where it's exactly like last week, where the the Broncos get a couple turnovers, they go up early. And they don't even bother throwing the football with their third string quarterback. Is that they they just run the ball all day? I mean, did you see the? Did you guys see the report that they're talking about potentially bringing Driscoll back in the game because he's got a big arm and Rippon doesn't? So they're they're talking about running a two quarterback system, and it seemed yeah. fairly legit. Like Vic Fangio said that that was going to happen, and I. Uh, that's that that scares me quite a bit that they don't have confidence in Driscoll to, you know, make a throw, but they are are going to bring him in to throw. What? So, my the, my <laughs> biggest thing, yeah, exactly. I know that's that's my biggest thing with Judy and Fan. I think they're getting at least ten points because this is such a bad defense. That's that's the kind of thing. If you think if you think ten is their cap, I don't. I'm not going to disagree with you. I guess. And you could pivot. I mean, you don't have to play anyone in this game, really. No, I would hope. I don't, if you have a gun to your head, <laughs> I'm playing probably fan. letting them. No, you're probably just letting them pull the trigger. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll talk about it later. But uh, the <laughs> other side of the ball, like I said, if you have to start Donald, I, I'm sorry for you, but it's not like the Broncos' uh, defense is composing anymore. They're okay still, but um, I'd still running game. Bron- the Broncos D in like five leagues. Yeah, I, I know. I'm just saying. But, like, the Jets running game, pff, not a chance. Uh, if Crowder plays, that could help out this offense. I feel like he's not going to. Even if, if he does, uh, I think it's going to be him and Braxton Berrios still. If it's not Crowder, it's definitely Berrios. So, I mean, there's some options. Here. I do have I do have Melvin Gordon ranked the highest out of all of us. I have him at RB15. Yeah, yeah. Only, it's only a couple spots higher than, than Randy and Brandon. Christian just continues on the Melvin Gordon hate train. Um, Where do I have him? 22. Like 22nd? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate him so much. <laughs> Randy, ruling? That's not bad. I mean, like I'm I just not, said. I'm, okay, maybe not the ranking, but the fact that Christian hates Melvin Gordon. Oh, he hates Melvin oh, yeah. Gordon. But it's, well, it's just Philip so, Lindsay so, came back limited. I yeah, will well, say I don't his, think he plays either. His hate for Melvin no, Gordon. His hate for Melvin Gordon is just like his hate for Justin Herbert, where he didn't originally hate that person, really, but because he loves the other guy so goddamn much, Jordan Love, Philip Lindsay, he begins to hate the other guy 
until yeah, we yes. call him on the hate and that he doesn't hate him because he didn't actually hate him to begin with. He just his heart exactly. just got bitter because he was so trying to his Christian's hate is not true hate, is what you're saying. All right, I'm done. Yeah. I am. A, I, I don't want to talk to more about this. We get into <laughs> no, no, no. Who, who, who are you yeah. picking to win? Who are you picking to win? Nobody. Uh, Broncos. I'm, nobody. Tiger. I'm not picking anybody to I'm, win. I'm taking the Jets. Fuck it. <laughs> Full send. No, Fuck that, it, that right? would be the worst case scenario, man. If the Jets win this game and Adam Gase keeps his job, I'm done. Oh shit! I'm done. shit. Sorry, sorry. Forgot about the. You Gase. have to pick the Broncos. The Broncos. Broncos by fifty. <laughs> Fuck it. I want that guy Please. gone. I want that also, guy gone. Well, you know, I saw there. So the Jets are wearing black, black uh, uniform. They're going all black tomorrow, and I'm hoping First they're dressing for Adam Gase's funeral. Yeah, also, if they, if if the Broncos do not win tomorrow, we are going to need to check on Brandon. Oh yeah, I feel. Our, I already yeah. feel bad. Yeah. Right. Well, he's kind of like partially a Jets fan too. So from his friends, so he's, so he's like Brandon. Man, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into our start and sets. Um, so I'll I'll start. Uh, we're going to start with the quarterback position. And um, my start of the week this week is Joe Burrow. I, I'm not I don't like it because it's it's an AFC North quarterback that I, I try to stay away from anything AFC North because I, I don't want to go against the Browns in any in any sense of the word. But I think this this matchup's too good to pass up. Um, I mean, Jacksonville just made Ryan Fitzpatrick look like Ryan Fitzpatrick was like 25 again. Actually, no, he made Ryan no. Fitzpatrick look like he was 20, like 29 again. No. Um, Tampa, Tampa, Tampa fits. Okay, sure. Um, last <laughs> two weeks, uh, Ryan Tannehill and Ryan Fitzpatrick finished as the quarterback eight and the quarterback seven against Jacksonville. Uh, Joe Burrow is averaging just around 20 fancy points per game. And um, Zach Taylor's already shown they're going to throw the ball a ton. Uh, Jackson, Jacksonville is most likely going to put up points the other way. So this is going to be a high-scoring game. These defenses are going to be non-factors. And I just I think Joe Burrow could finish as a quarterback one this week. I do have him ranked as quarterback 11, and I believe that puts me the highest on him also. Um, no, actually, Randy and I both have him at quarterback 11. But I, I think the matchup, accompanied with the fact that he can do a little bit with his feet, and they still don't want to keep you – they still don't want to use Joe Mixon. Um, I'm totally fine uh, playing Joe Burrow. I'm with so, you, bro. You, oh, you, sorry. You go ahead. Question. No, 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 you go ahead. So, okay. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Sean, you have written here that they allowed Fitz to complete ninety percent of his passes. Well, they allowed Tannehill to complete seventy. They're averaging, uh, I think it's eighty percent against them. Um, Dude, something absurd. Yeah, and that's something including, I, that's including Philip Rivers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I guess uh, I guess Tannehill was probably up near eighty or ninety as well. Then. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. crazy. I'll have to pull it up, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, dude, I I love Burrow. He's my start of the week last week. Uh, he was the QB thirteen on the season going like going into this game last week. I ranked him as QB thirteen. He finishes QB thirteen. I do think he gets higher this week though. You know, but hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully Mixon does fucking something. How about that? Let's just. I love. Yes. I, I, all sales go for Burrow, but let's let's hope Mixon scores. So Tannehill was eighteen for twenty four. Okay, so uh, hypothetical. So oh, that's no. seventy five, right? Um, yeah, hypothetical. So, so you brought up Joe Mixon. Yeah. Sorry to go off on the tangent. Would you start Miles Gaskin or uh, Joe Mixon, Mixon this week? <laughs> Mixon. I Sean, have. Don't I play? So that's in a league against you. I was hoping you would answer. Thank you. 
I you're welcome. <laughs> I have I, I still have I still have mixed up higher than gas. Yeah, I I do too, but I'm scared off of mixing. But okay. I mean, I I definitely do this week because he uh, Gaskin had his best rushing upside last week and didn't truly capitalize. I mean, it was a good game, but yeah, I have mixing like seven spots higher. So yeah, I okay. I started the week at quarterback. Uh, definitely not uh, a guy that you you aren't fully considering sitting this week, but a guy that I'm the highest on, I believe, out of us. Matt Ryan uh, had a rough week last week, so maybe there's some recency bias out there. He was inefficient all game. There's no way around it. Julio was out, so maybe you can give him a little bit of a pass. Uh, Julio hit or miss if he's playing this week, but Julio's pass says he's playing. <laughs> Just saying, even if he's hobbled, he's playing. Uh, but Falcons are going to Falcon. They're going to score a lot on offense. They're going to give up a lot on defense somehow in the fourth quarter. Uh, <laughs> So I think this is a full-out shootout with the Packers who are bottom 10 in pass defense and allowing eight yards per pass right now. That's an insane number. I think Matt Ryan crushes this week. He's averaging 43 attempts right now a game. So he's up there with Burrow. <laughs> so I, I am full sending this week. I'm, I, I know Christian has Ridley the highest. I'm right there with him. Uh, this is a great matchup. Take it to the bank. Has Most likely he's going to have all of his weapons. Uh, I think he's getting back to a 30-point week. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in on this just because um, it sounds like Russell Gage is – he might play. I saw he's still yeah, questionable. So is Julio, though. But Julio yeah, did. So, and ultimately, I don't necessarily think it matters. I mean, it, it definitely helps, but Matt Ryan slings the ball no matter what. He'll throw the fucking uh, – Zacchaeus or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, <laughs> he'll I, he'd throw to Joe Schmo and he'd still yeah. be productive. So, yeah, full send. All right, my guy this week is Jared Goff. He gets the the Giants, and that's going to be one hell of a matchup for him. The Giants are giving up the ninth most yards per attempt in the NFL. The Rams have the eighth most passing yards in the NFL. So you can do the math there. Jared Goff also has the third highest passing grade per PFF. He has the second highest adjusted completion percentage in the league. Uh, Cooper Cup has the most advantageous uh, cornerback matchup in the league this week. I believe he's getting Darnay Holmes who's been getting toasted every fucking week. Um, first, it was Juju and Deontay. And then I don't remember who they even played last week, to be honest. Giants, Giants are bad. They're, they're, yeah, they're <laughs> forgettable. Um, Robert Wood should get the best of his matchup as well. I expect at least three touchdowns from Goff, uh, which is going to get you a pretty great fantasy day. The only concern I have with this, and I'll say it now because my starts of the week have been fucking ass, uh, so I'm just going to give myself an out for every single one. Um, I I get concerned that they're going to go up early and then Jared Goff's not going to have to throw the ball. But this Rams offense, they seem to want to throw no matter what. I mean, they're effective in the running game and they have the ability to just go down your throats with it. So I, I'm I'm feeling good about Jared Goff, but there's my out. Uh, so, oh, I'm a child. yeah, I'd start Jared Goff. 
<laughs> Sorry, I laughed at that. Oh, for real? <laughs> uh, so yeah. yeah, I'd start Jared Goff I mean, over like a ton of people. Hey man, even if he's only throwing like ten or so times after half, that means they got up by three, most likely four scores in the first half. I mean, that's probably at least two touchdowns Goff's way. So I'm with you. Yeah, it's a good play. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move into running backs, and I will go again. Um, so the Carolina Panthers have given up over 37 fantasy points per game to running backs over the first three weeks of the season. Now they play the Arizona Cardinals, and who a lot will think is struggling, it's Kenyon Drake. I'll agree that he's not giving back the second-round draft capital that you hoped for, but he's still getting 75% of the Cardinals running back touches. The pro- obviously, the problem is that his quarterback seems to be the one that, that's that's rushing in the red zone. But you have to think that that's going to kind of even itself out at some point. Kyler Murray is not going to run for 25, 21 touchdowns or whatever the hell his pace is right now. And you have to think the passing work for Kenyon Drake is going to come through at some point also because it's not really going to chase Edmonds. It's just for it's going obviously to DeAndre Hopkins. He's the highest targeted single player in the entire NFL. Um, so I, I do think that the passing work kind of is going to shift towards Drake a little bit, and it, it it very well might start this week. Uh, and DeAndre Hopkins did miss practice today. I don't think he's going to. I think I'm guessing it was just a one of the veteran off days. But um, let me give you guys really quick. So Josh Jacobs, who the Carolina Panthers went against week one. And I'm, so I'm talking not the entire running back position. I'm talking lead running backs. Josh Jacobs, week one. You guys know what he finished as? RB1. RB1. Week two, Leonard Fournette, who had most of the carries. Sorry, Christian. You know what he finished as? I think RB1. RB77. No. RB3. Last week, Austin Eckler, who got the majority of the work. You know what he finished as? Hi. RB3. Literally mm. top three running backs all three weeks playing Carolina. Carolina has given up 34 rushing touchdowns over their last 19 games between 2020 and 2019. I am Seems bad. fine taking the risk because the risk reward is humongous. Yeah, I have Kenyon Drake pretty high, I think, in rankings. Um, I I hope Arizona doesn't control 15. this game. Yeah, I guess that's high for what he's been doing. Um, but if they control the game, I think that also helps Drake. I do and I don't. Um, because I think if they control the game, I know, like you said, Drake's still getting 75% of the opportunity share in that backfield. But why wouldn't they see a little bit more of Chase Edmonds in this case? Like, if they are controlling the game and kind of leaving Kenyon Drake to rest a little bit, I don't, that doesn't seem so logical now that I say it out loud. So just fuck <laughs> everything I said. Just wipe it away. Wipe I away get the last it. five times. I mean, they controlled a lot of the game against San Francisco in week one. And Kenny and Chase Edmonds, I mean, Chase Edmonds hasn't played more than 36% of the snaps. Any of the three. I know. So I, I understand your concern, but I, I, I think the 75% touch rate to Drake versus Edmonds is, is large. And again, I read you off the finishes of the three lead backs that have started against Carolina. 
One of which, Austin Eckler, who everybody thought it was going to be Josh Kelly last week, and it wasn't. It was Austin Eckler in a huge way against Carolina because it's Carolina's defense. So, Kenny Drake, keep him in your lineups. Fair enough. All right. All right. Well, uh, my start of the week is going to be kind of the opposite of Drake, where he wasn't supposed to break out, but did because of injury. Uh, that's going to be Mike Davis. I was considering David Montgomery. I will point that out. But Mike Davis is who I'm going with. Uh, this was probably the best matchup last week uh, with that game script for him to get it down the running game. And he didn't really. He only got, I believe, 34 yards or something like that. Uh, but he did get a bulk of the carries for the team. But he's getting A-plus targets a game. Second game in a row, in a row with eight catches. With those numbers, you're going to be an RB2 pretty much every week. <laughs> like that, That's just great numbers. Uh, factor in that he got a touchdown last week through the air. He can again this week. That's, that's going to be a lock for an RB2 every week until CMC returns with RB1 upside. Just because if he can, he can get 40 to 50 yards on the ground and get 8 to 10 catches, kind of like Kamara, obviously he's nowhere near that talented, I'm just saying. He's got the same kind of game script as Kamara always does. I mean, this is insane workload for a guy that should not be starting, really. Yeah, I totally whiffed. I totally whiffed last week. I didn't expect Davis to have a decent game in any capacity, and he comes out and had 23 fantasy points. He's getting it through the air, which is the big, big deal. I mean, he had 13 carries last week for 46 yards. This was a closer game, but he he had eight receptions for 45 and a touchdown, and there's no reason to think that's going to change. No. If anything, it's going to increase this week. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I I actually rewatched that game a few hours ago, and uh, I will say the the Panthers' offensive line was impressive. I mean, they were going up against a pretty good Chargers front seven, and every time one of their running backs touched the ball, I mean, they were they, they I think they Mike Davis only got stuffed like once or twice, and. I mean, on, on 13 carries, that's a pretty good rate. And even Curtis Samuel was breaking off some runs. So I, I think you'll see more things open up when they're I, – I don't, I don't think the Cardinals are a, a better defensive line. So full send. Yeah. Quit saying that, please. Can we stop with that? Send it. Full send? We literally say full <laughs> – that's why I've tried to figure out some, last, some other last sentence because we say full send after every start of the week, like yeah. every week. But we're just well, full sending. Yeah, <laughs> All right. My running back. No. My running back is Devin Singletary. Um, so of those running backs with 30 or more rushing attempts, Devin Singletary ranks 16th in the league in overall rushing grade per PFF. He's second in the league in elusive rating. He's seventh in the league in breakaway percentage. I found a fun stat today. Uh, it's called Dave. Made me think of Lil Dicky's show. Hi, I'm Dave. Um, <laughs> but so that stands for DVOA adjusted for volatility early. So that Where kind of takes stats. Football outsiders. I love their shit. Um, there. So it kind of takes their preseason projections for a defense, adjusts it for what's happening, and then kind of projects out what we're going to look at DVOA wise. Uh, for the rest of the season. Um, so Devin Singletary is getting Vegas this week. They have the fifth worst defense from this point on, according to Dave. Uh, 
They've performed worse than every <laughs> team. Like I love it. So I love it. Telling you, and some dude named Dave is just telling you how good Devin Singletary is. He also like <laughs> yeah. emphasized, according to Dave. Yeah, talking to some dude named. Hey, this Dave guy, he knows his shit. Um, so so I talked about DVOA. Obviously, you guys know I, I like diving into those kinds of uh, statistics. The Raiders have performed worse than every team in DVOA, not named the Dolphins. The rushing defense has been worse than every team, including the Dolphins. I think that's been pretty clear on on tape. When you watch the Raiders, uh, you can see that they're going to get run all over. I'm so sorry, Randy. This sucks. Hey, um, hey two and one. <laughs> beat the Saints. Yeah, you're right. But... I don't think they'll be able to stop Devin Singletary, especially if he gets those um, those screen passes that he was getting last week. I mean, oh fuck you, Coda. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, Singletary is explosive. He looked electric last week. I even got uh, Michelle Ball Blastum to say that and say that Zach Moss shouldn't have it as big of a role. So uh, I had Singletary as my RB eight, I think which means my, my out for this one is, is that he's going to get injured and be irrelevant. So, so you're, you're not worried that Zach Moss is back at practice and sounds like he's going to play? No, because Zach Moss is a much worse running back right now. And much, a much worse showed running back that Sean McDermott is putting on the field, though. Yeah, but he put TJ Yeldon on the field last week quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, Singletary's not going to get 90% of the target share. He just never will. No, and, yeah. and for for what it's worth, T.J. Yeldon looks better than Zach Moss has all year. Um, so and in I, the two games, sorry, Christian, in the two games with Moss, Singletary has had fifty eight percent and fifty five percent of the snaps versus Moss is forty five percent and forty seven. It went up to eighty nine without Moss last week, and Devin Singletary put up thirteen for seventy one and had four catches for fifty yards. That's the problem. This it's instead of free Aaron Jones, we're eventually it's eventually going to be free Devin Singletary. I think is what we're going to end up turning into. Oh yeah, well and and like I mean Dayball he he likes using a two back system. The problem was I don't think they I, for whatever reason they hate T J Yeldon. It's free T J Yeldon right now because uh, when he was on the field he looked good too. But I I do think that Singletary kind of earned a little more of that that snap share. I, th- I think it'll be 70 to 75 this week, especially with Moss still working back from his injury. Yeah. You'd think. All right, let's move into receivers. Um, this one, this it felt like it was almost put on a tee for me. The Seattle Seahawks have, have given up the second best finish, the fifth best finish, and the first best finish through three weeks to opposing wide receivers. They're averaging 60 fantasy points allowed per game two opposing wide receivers that is six zero they've given up 181 through three weeks that's like an unheard of number and like and that, that's almost my only argument that i need but um Devontae parker is relatively healthy again um he's not on the injury report this week he did practice in full today so he was taken off of it he's second on he's second behind mike Kosecki in targets for uh miami Russell Wilson's going to put up a million points on the Seahawks the other way. So the only way the Dolphins are going to be able to compete in this game is they're going to have to throw, which is a little bit why I'm, I'm worried about Miles Gaskin, to your point, Christian. 
even though he does catch a little catch passes a little bit. And uh, I know you guys still love him, but Preston Williams really hasn't been a factor at all yet through three weeks. He did catch the touchdown, but he had two total catches last week. Um, I, I the Seahawks. The, the entire season, the Seahawks and the Falcons are going to be the two matchups that you want to absolutely hammer home any kind of opposing wide receiver that you can if you have them. Devontae Parker is where it starts. I think Devontae Parker, right now, I have him ranked as uh, my... Crap, I totally messed this up. Um, there we 23rd. go. I have him ranked as uh, wide receiver. Thank you, Christian. 23... No. I have him at 26. I'm too low. That needs to be higher. He could finish top 15. Because of how bad the Seahawks are. I was going to say, I, I have him 23. <laughs> Matter oh, of fact, I'm moving, I'm moving him right now. Please tell me where so I can fix the Sorry. rankings. The rankings I, are live. I forgot that in the intro. Rankings I forgot are live right now. Yeah, you didn't make them live. <laughs> I'm going to move him above Adam Thielen, so he's my wide receiver 16. That's, okay. That's only, that's only 10 I have to fix. That's good. Yeah, that's it good shouldn't. Time. I doubt it'll... I doubt it'll adjust it too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I love pretty much everyone in Miami this week, except maybe Gaskins to a point, because he's going to get used in the running game early, but I think they're going to have to pass quickly. He does get it done somewhat, but so does Brita. So we'll see how tight he goes. But I think Parker should have a good game. I think Preston should have a good game. I think Gasicki should have a good game. And Fitzpatrick should have a decent game at least. I mean, he also, might get. I get picked off a couple times, but he's going to sling it. Also, before we move forward, Christian, did you see the news on Leonard Fournette today? I sure did. Uh, I wish I would have known. You guys know what this means. This is a little Put LaShawn McCoy in your lineup because this is a little So rude. Keyshawn Vaughn time. Yeah. Yeah. I I almost pivoted. Just for you, Christian, with him out, Ronald Jones is RB23 for me. That is good stuff. I'm yeah. yeah I haven't updated have mine. To, yeah, I'll have to adjust mine as well. I Sweet. might. I might have to put. Uh, but I'm gonna wait until it's more. I'm gonna wait until it's more clear about what's happening. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So I think we, this is something we should probably talk about while we're not recording. But I think we should do like a a rankings update Saturday afternoon, so people have time to adjust their lineups. I mean, okay. in general, you know. we try and do that until me and Sean forget to do that. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, we're gonna get the reminders in your phones now, <laughs> hey, dude. I work all day Saturday, every Saturday. So yeah, I've been working too. So, all right, moving on. All right, uh, my guy. While I did want to do Mike Evans again, just you know, for the lulls, and it's kind of the same thing as last week or the last time Godwin was out. But the guy I'm really gonna go. It's the guy that had big week last week on Sunday night. It's Alan Lazard, not Kamara. Um, who has a wide receiver, by the way. Now, let me ask you, before you before you get into it, is this are you banking on Adams not playing this week, or is this even nope. if Adams plays? Adams playing. Okay. I think Adams is playing. I haven't ranked in my top five Adams. That's why Lazard isn't ranked. Wait, longer. well, who's the other four Adams, then? If you have him in your top five Adams, how many other Adams do you have? I mean, Adam Thielen. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> this fucking guy. All right. Well, just like I pointed out with Matt Ryan, I think this is going to be shootout from the get-go. Falcons have, I mean, let's be real, no one in the secondary that's of value to stop the returning Devontae Adams or Lazard or MVS for that matter. Um, so Lazard, actually, if you look at it, is wide receiver 10 right now. 
while that is really high for him, he will be a solid wide receiver two option this week in a great matchup. I think he should get five plus targets this week and has shown his explosive plays with any of those touches, uh, especially last week. There's been some back and forth this year with MVS as to who was the second option in this offense. Um, so that's the only thing that would scare people off for me. Uh, that's also why I have him with a high wide receiver two upside this week, but have him ranked a little bit lower than that to kind of balance out that risk. And I also do believe Adams is back. Obviously, if Adams is out, I think Lazard bumps up and MVS bumps up as well. Um, obviously, like the Packers could be up quick and they might be running the ball more, but Lazard, they're still going to be factored in throwing those short routes to somebody like him who runs a slant just like Michael Thomas all the time. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he doesn't get, I, I don't think he can get game scripted out because they're going to need to throw still no matter what. Yeah. I'm in on this. I uh, incorrectly identified which Packers receiver would uh, become a top 20 yeah, play last week. We've done that two years in a row now. Yeah. If, because well, we've we're always, we always picked wrong between Geronimo Allison and MVS. Yeah. Now it's MVS and Lazard. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I just said Lazard. Jesus. Did. Fuck. What sucks is they are tied with targets, but Alan Lazard has, has uh, almost 100 more yards and has a touchdown. A wire He's a beast, man. MVS is receiver 10 right now. I mean, obviously it's yeah. early. He's never, not going to finish anywhere near that. I'm just saying. Yeah. And that's, that shows what kind of breakout potential he has on any given play. This, Christian, this is ballsy, man. Hey, when there's no it one sure left, you find someone. Yes. Um, oh, Jesus, Coda. You didn't like that? Okay. Um, before like, we get into my wide receiver. Like fuck off quick earlier. She squeaked her toy three more times. It's like, ah, fuck she you, does bro. That. <laughs> she does that. She's wild. Um, also, before my wide receiver, the Lakers just went up 1-0. Shout out LeBron. Yep. Good stuff. Um, okay. My receiver is Greg Ward. I know. It doesn't feel good. It feels Pause. weird. Pause for effect. Pause for effect. (laughs) So he's literally the only good receiver on the team. Uh, I'm a big John Hightower person. Yeah, I I like John Hightower, but he's not getting a lot of snaps. He's not getting a lot of targets. The matchup this week, not great. He gets the 49ers pretty good. They have some pretty good corners. Their secondary isn't bad. Um, but I think that's a little inflated with who they played last week. That's who the Giants played last week. Um, but anyway, I think volume is going to supersede talent in this this scenario. Uh, he Greg Ward ranks tenth in the league in percent of targets per route. He gets a target one in every four routes he runs. That's absurd, and that shows that Carson Wentz can't fucking throw downfield. Ironically, one of Carson Wentz's two passes 10 yards down the field or more was to Greg Ward last week. Um, the Eagles are going to have to throw to keep up in this game, even with Nick Mullins at quarterback, almost especially with Nick Mullins at quarterback. Um, <laughs> hey, he's like second all time in most career yards in his first like nine games or something like that. Fun fact, absurd stat. Um, but anyway, Carson Wentz's right. passer rating when targeting Greg Ward in week three was 120.3. 
his season long is 104.7 and it's increased each week. You have to assume that the Eagles and Doug Peterson know somewhat what they're doing and will identify that and say, hey, let's throw Greg Ward the ball at least 10 times because good things happen. If the Eagles have a chance, it's because Greg Ward caught at least seven of those 10 balls or seven of those 20 balls. Who cares? He's getting seven catches. Um, I have him as a wide receiver, too, this week. He might not find the end zone. His his touchdown upside is capped with uh, Hakeem Butler there. No, I'm just kidding. No, Zach Ertz there. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I had to say Hakeem Butler one time. on no, this I didn't Hakeem Butler. Hey, who gives a shit yes, where he played? Exactly. That's what matters. Touchdowns. Yes, get him on the field. He'll be out. But anyway. It's another week of Christian taking the largest leap when it comes to his start of the week. Oh, 100%. My out it. on this one, I, my out is that Carson Wentz fucking sucks. We're putting out in your starts. Otherwise, they're not I need to. They've been so bad. <laughs> They've been so bad. No, I'm just kidding. I, I truly do believe in all of my starts of the week, even when I'm wrong. I was tilting hard on Michael Gallup last week, though. I gotta say, yeah, yeah, three, and Randy. Were, uh, no, hey, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Randy's wide receiver start of the week. But hey, hey, mine did good. Lamar just can't fucking throw. Which we are <laughs> see, and that's the out I'm using with Greg Ward. Oh no, no, <laughs> he isn't open for two clear touchdowns. There's, it's not gonna happen. It's true. Yours also then ended up with two catches. Anyway, hey, buddy had two clear <laughs> touchdowns that didn't get thrown to him. Just saying. All right. Um, my tight end start of the week. Uh, I, I, I just wish I could pick George Kittle and Zach Ertz <laughs> every time, but I don't get to. I have to think of him. I do think George Kittle plays this week for the record. Oh, um, TJ Hawkinson. So he's averaging over five targets a game. He's kind of become Matt Stafford's number two option. Through the first three weeks, it, it hasn't really been Marvin Jones. They haven't really been using the receivers and the or the running backs in the passing game or anything if they're not named Adrian Peterson for that matter. Randy, I don't know what you guys are doing down there, but you got to get it figured out. Um, and then playing good defense. Uh, keep playing for the, uh, <laughs> how's how's your golf pencil? Sharp and ready for Sunday. Um, I was when I was doing my research, I stumbled on. I didn't realize that. This obviously helps my case that New Orleans has given up the most fantasy points to opposing tight ends this year. Definitely helped by Waller. It was, no, it absolutely was. But even last week, Mercedes Lewis and Robert Tanyan, they put up 26 fantasy points um, against New Orleans. And then even Gronkowski slash OJ Howard um, had, Mm -hmm. they finished as tight end nine. Uh, ninth best finish, second best finish, first best uh, best finish um, through three weeks. So the Saints uh, are a matchup that you want to take advantage of for tight ends. And again, we always talk about it, tight ends are a fucking crapshoot anyway. So why not pick a guy like TJ Hawkinson? Yeah, well, while I don't think he's as uh, good or dynamic as Waller, he doesn't have to be because Waller was pretty much the only guy that was trying to be covered by the Saints. They were switching everyone they could on him, even Lattimore at times, and then ended up just double-teaming him and still not working. This week, they can't do that with Galladay back, having a good game last week. Marvin Jones, says any given day, could have 30 points. Uh, so they, they won't be any able given to... Sunday? 
they're most likely going to have to keep a linebacker on Hawkinson, and I think that's a matchup you can win. Oh, okay. I get why this happened. So I was so confused about the Packers being the highest finish against, like, for the tight end last week. Robert Tanyan had 6.3 fantasy points, but Mercedes Lewis also had a touchdown. I think he had one catch for a touchdown. That added up to 12 points. That was the best fantasy finish, was 12 total points for tight ends. Tight ends suck. This doesn't seem... No, because Croft had, like, two touchdowns. Like, I don't know. I, I, from what I'm looking here, maybe I mean, maybe I'm... Looking. Didn't Jimmy Graham have two touchdowns, too, with, like, 24 uh, points? Yeah. Uh, maybe I was looking... Okay, so, never... Well, it's then my point still stands. Robert Tanyan had uh, five for 50 and a touchdown, and then it, Mercedes it might, also scored. It might have so, been eight tight end one. Maybe that's I don't know. Strange. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know what I was looking at. Maybe that's what you saw, eight tight end, because yeah. they probably were combined Hot. for in one week. But, yeah. But the Saints are a matchup you want to you go against. Oh, 100%. Yeah. All right. I talked about this earlier. Listen, man, I, I'm tired of scraping the bottom of the barrel for mid to back end tight end twos for them to get eight points and be if they would have gotten like one more catch, they would have been a tight end one. I'll, I'll go back to it next week. This week, fuck it. With how shit of a game it is, with the third string and second string quarterback going to be playing, I'm going Noah Fant. I'm going my A1 for this week. I, I, I told you offseason how amazing this dude was. He has killed it. He is currently the tight end three on the year with two weeks without his quarterback. He's just playing with scrubs right now. I, I think that continues against the worst team in the league this year and the Jets, and I was trying to give you one reason to watch this game, and that's Noah Fant, for him to go off. Yep. I won't do, I won't do it. You can't make me. You know what? At, at least look at the sleeper updates every, I'll, I'll watch every the box. 10 minutes. Yeah. I'll watch the box score. Where Fant has yeah. six catches and a touchdown, and he's tight end like three on the week. That's Yeah. It's going to happen. All right, mine, uh, so I went kind of, you know, a little safer with my Jared Goff and my Devin Singletary, and then I, I rounded it out with my usual shit, and so I'm following Greg Ward up with OJ fucking Howard. Um, he's matched up against the Chargers. They're middle of the pack against tight ends, actually upper half, I believe. I think they're tied for 14th in the league against tight ends with regard to fantasy. They haven't faced any good ones, though, except for, you know, the best one in Travis Kelsey. Um, O.J. Howard's week three receiving grade was great. It was actually better than his season-long average in 2018 that helped us identify his, well, helped us. uh, uh, He lied to us, basically, and we we thought he was going to break out, but he didn't. But he's coming off of three catches on four targets for 49 yards. Chris Godwin's out. Scotty Miller is questionable. Justin Watson is questionable. They have no one else to fucking throw to. This is the reason why Mike Evans was one of Randy's options, but he decided not to roll with that two out of three weeks. I'm rolling with the guy that should be a recipient of some of those Godwin targets. I know that it's anything you look up is going to say, oh, start Gronk this week because Gronk's going to get the work. No, I'm telling you, O.J. Howard is the one that's going to find the end zone this week. Um, I think he has tight end one potential this week. I understand, like, not wanting to do this. 
and I wouldn't either, but I have him ranked ahead of a lot of guys. I have him ranked ahead of Tyler Higby and Hayden Hurst this week. Um, so, you know, someone's got to catch balls. Tom Brady's going to throw. It's not going to be Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones isn't catching balls. So start him up, pick him up. Don't play him over Mo Alley Cox, though. Big facts there. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. That's all I have on OJ Howard. I mean, he. You guys can tell me I'm fucking stupid <laughs> for this. Sorry, dude. I'm never gonna shoot down anybody for picking their tight end. Yeah, over. not tight end. He's so <laughs> hidden, man. Fair enough. Never. I, I would. I have him ranked a lot lower than you, clearly, but it's mainly because they have three tight ends that they use, and I also for I I pivoted from Evans for another reason that's coming up soon, so. I'll, uh, for for obvious reasons, I, I have him below or other week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All, All right. right. We'll take a break, and uh, we'll talk about our sits. All right. Welcome back. Uh, so we had our fun with our starts of the week, the guys that we love, and now let's talk about some hatred. Let's, let's get some anger. Oh, not anger, but disappointment, I guess is a better word. Let's get that on here. Because we don't have enough disappointment already. Um, so, <laughs> Christian, who was your first sit? Well, see, you had to word it like that. This is the guy that I love, obviously, and we know from from year one of the cut where we had a a slap bet. Yeah, Randy, we were a year too late on that, by the way. Yep. No, this is this is Derrick Henry. This is the first half of the year, Derrick Henry. We should have expected this, but. We didn't. Um, you get 500 carries, bro. Derrick Henry is on pace for over 400 carries this year. That that has to stop, first of all. Uh, second of all, it's going to have to stop if the Titans play this week. The game script is not going to be favorable, favorable for Derrick Henry. Favorable. Yeah, favorable. Um, the, not only that, but the Steelers are really good against the run. Derrick Henry, and and we were just talking about it before we started. Of course, you have to play Derrick Henry if he's where, like, if he's all your options. Like, if you picked the example was Joe Mixon, then Derrick Henry, and then like a Jonathan Taylor, and you're deciding between Derrick Henry or Joe Mixon. Like, I'm thinking in my head right now, I'd probably still play Mixon over Henry, but there's a good chance that you have three running backs that you would consider before Derrick Henry this week. I'm not saying to sit him in favor of fucking Miles Gaskins or J.K. Dobbins's or guys like that that are very uncertain. I am saying you should probably temper your expectation for, for Henry this week. Don't really go by the, the projections. Don't expect what you would normally expect from Derrick Henry. Still a king, though. King Henry. Yeah. You still have him as flex consideration of the league. Yeah, I think I have him back end RB two. It's not like, and this goes along with like Randy and I's strategy. Uh, just in general, is just heavy running back. Like, there's there's a chance you have a Nick Chubb, a Jonathan Taylor, um, an Aaron Jones potentially because he was falling in drafts. Like, if you have those three guys. I would 100% start them over Derrick Henry. Well, yeah, you want it. The reason we, me and you specifically, want so RB heavy 
is for stuff like this where we can pivot when we have to. Right. Yeah. Agreed. I, I it's it's not a great matchup, especially with them not being able to practice. Maybe that means they lean heavier on him, but I agree the game script is gonna be off for Henry. Uh I'll move it to my first guy. It's gonna be AJ Green for me. It's a good matchup this week, I get it. But Green's thirteen for twenty eight so far. He's been at best sluggish. Understand he didn't really play it for about a year and a half, but he's he was getting targeted heavy. Last week, we saw the emergence of T. Higgins a bit earlier than a lot of us expected. Boyd and Higgins are getting the same snap percentage. They're not getting the same target numbers. Higgins' mini breakout last week, and we already knew he was going to be the replacement after this year for A.J. Green. I think that's starting sooner than later. I I think Green's a thing of the past in Cincy. Can he get it done this year certain weeks? Yeah, but I have him as like a back-end wide receiver three or wide receiver four this week. Yeah, I didn't even rank him. Yeah, I'm not shocked. I, and I, 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 I'm not actually sure if I ranked him. To be honest, I know I ranked Boyd and Higgins. I have Green at 31. Brandon has him at 32. I. You don't have him. I don't have him. I have T Higgins at 47, and mm-hmm. Tyler Board at 22. And for for the listeners, obviously this this wasn't the best best thing to listen to we only rank 48 people it's not like we're saying aj green's worse than fucking yeah muhammad in the bottom <laughs> right? um right. all right I'll, look, I'll go back to back here um my first one is antonio gibson while he has shown flashes um in the first couple of weeks for fancy owners that are uh excited about his prospects me not included um he only played 41 percent of the snaps last week compared to jd mckissick's 54 JD McKissick is still the guy, the the he's still the the passing down back when they want it. This game script is going to be absolutely abysmal for Washington. They're playing on the road in Baltimore. Like it they're Dwayne Haskins is gonna need to throw, and it's not gonna go well because when he throws, it just doesn't work. Um so Gibson is not going to provide that value, I don't think. If you had to start a Washington running back, it's McKissick, but I wouldn't. I know um, because McKissick could put up the PPR points, but either way. And then I talked about my other guy um, when we were talking about the Thursday night preview, Jerry Judy. I'm going to give you five words and I'm going to rest my case. New York Jets, semicolon, Brett Ribbon. That's. That was a good five words. You did have to add that semicolon, but um, yeah, yeah. I think you know, though, man. I feel like Judy's a trap in that he's gonna outperform because of Brett Ripon not knowing how to throw more than ten yards down the field. I don't know if he can. I don't know anything about Brett Ripon. Maybe he fucking rips it and grips it. You know I mean, what I'm saying? Put it this way, Christian. They liked Brett Ripon so much that they started Jeff Driscoll. And they signed Blake Bortles. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, good, good enough. Yeah. I, I have Judy's, I think, 35 this week in wide receivers. So back end. And that's just with me thinking he's going to get six catches or so. I have him at 40. I, I'm fine with this because that means no offense goes off even more. Keep it going. Uh, <laughs> I'll go into my second one. And this is why I pivoted from Mike Evans and why I slightly disagree. 
with uh, Christian Star of the Week at tight end, even though it's tight end, so who gives a shit. Uh, Tom Brady mm-hmm. is going to be my sit. He has been a back-end QB1 most weeks so far, coming off his best game of the year. But the Chargers are a tough matchup, even with some injuries uh, to QBs. Godwin's out yet again. They held Mahomes in check for most of the game. Besides that game, they're averaging about 220 yards, one touchdown and one pick per game to quarterbacks. I, I really think this is a mid-to-back-end QB2 performance for Brady. I believe I have him at 18 on the week. Uh, I, I don't expect big things. That being said, that does not mean that maybe Mike Evans gets 75 yards on a touchdown. Maybe uh, uh, O.J. Howard gets sixty or five catches for 60 yards, has a good week. Like Those guys have a good week, and Brady not really be that explosive at that high up. Uh, I do think with Fortnite out, I think uh, Ronald Jones is going to get a, a the ball a lot this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't love this just based on OJ Howard being my tight end, but like you <laughs> said, they can be productive and Tom yeah. not be. Brady can throw one touchdown or even two touchdowns and still both to OJ. 200 yards. I mean... <laughs> Both to OJ. All right. And my second guy is a guy that was a point of contention on last episode. If you could not tell, I did take out the part where Randy and I yelled at each other, but I forgot to take out the part where Sean says, bring it back, bring it back. Um, uh, yeah. But anyway, the discussion, yeah, it sounded stupid. Bad at it. Oh, I, I didn't stuck. realize that I didn't realize that you took out your guys' argument part and not I did. I did. So okay. yeah. our argument but the actual yelling where was we gone. at each other for about four seconds was gone. Yes. Yeah. Uh so anyway, we were talking about Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. DJ Moore is my sit of the week this week. Um he is going up against Patrick Peterson. I don't love the matchup. Um I wouldn't love the matchup in any case, but then you factor in Teddy Bridgewater just not being great at throwing downfield thus far this year. The fact that I, I rewatched the game because I didn't, I was an asshole on the episode and I didn't want to be an asshole and be super wrong. And I don't think I was super right, but I also think that there's a reason to believe that Robbie's gonna continue his role. And his role is he's the slants guy. He's the Michael Thomas to te- like what Teddy Bridgewater had last year, that's Robbie Anderson's role. And so DJ Moore, yes, he's he's doing great things with air yards, and he has a 26% target share or something like that. It's all very good. This week, I'm hesitant. I have him as a flex option, so I'm not like full sitting him, but I, I do think that you can go elsewhere for your wide receiver one and two, and and be okay with it. Um, after this week, though, I mean, he gets Atlanta. So, like we talked about last episode, this is the the only week that I'd be really concerned about him. Yeah, and obviously he's going to be lower for you than us because you have Robbie as a high-end wide receiver too this week. So, naturally, there's they're not the Falcons. You're right, Bridgewater sucks. So, there's no way they're going to have two top-end guys like that. So, well, I, I think it's DJ Moore. I understand what you're saying because, I mean, let's be real. DJ Moore's had one week where I think he's uh, 
been given the right chance, and he had a really good week. But sit down, Frazier. <laughs> but Robbie Anderson has been pretty solid, man. Like I said in the last episode, I was with you in the fact that Robbie has been killing it, and he has taken over his role on this team. So uh, that does hurt and help DJ Moore at the same time. So yeah, yep, yep. Sorry, we need to get out of here so Sean can watch that. Yeah, we, gotta, yeah. <laughs> we all need to watch yeah. that. Okay, in my defense, that was literally the biggest pitch of the Indian season right there. Are we in the bottom of the eighth right now, by the way? Okay. Eight to eight yes. in one of the Ooh. nuts playoff games in, the, in recent memory. This game just, is yeah. just great because LeBron and Anthony Davis just absolutely, and, and absolutely done. And Gordon Dragic is out for the playoffs, so they're right. going to oh, yeah. That's right. That's just and now up. people are going to say, it's an asterisk for LeBron. Oh yeah. Get the fuck out of here. No, it's not. LeBron's dominant. Yeah. Best player right. ever. Let's wrap it up here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anything else to add for this week? Like I said, for our listeners, just keep an eye. Have a backup plan. Have a pivot in mind if you have Juju or Derrick Henry or James Conner or one of those guys. Just should be coming out the next couple of days. Well, and the thing is, those guys who are at this point are going to be in your flex anyways. Yes, uh, it's if you listen to this. the game. So, well, if you listen to me, because I was the one that brought it up, and then Christian said a couple of weeks ago, "Oh yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that." So it's really my thought. It, well, it's because we're so it's so ingrained in our heads. Oh no, it's not. Bullshit. Wait. We've been doing this for years, bro. We just don't even think about it anymore. Very true. <laughs> um, one game just off the top of your head that you're excited to watch on Sunday? Uh Falcons Packers, easy. Oh, uh, yeah, well, that's Monday. You cheated. No, I thought that was oh, so bad. No, it is Monday. Yeah, suck it, Randy. Sunday, I would say Seahawks Dolphins because it's going to be high scoring. Gross. Um, Am I wrong? I you're you're right. It's going to be. Uh, I would say hell. Even as a non Browns fan, I would probably say Browns Cowboys. That's probably say- the most exciting game. It has the highest line, I believe. It, yeah. Fun fact, it, it has the highest over-under of any Browns game since they returned to Cleveland. Really? Isn't that nuts? Yeah. I will say Browns-Cowboys is going to be amazing. Uh, I think the two 4 o'clock games of Bills-Raiders and Patriots-Chiefs should be really fun to watch. So, And then yeah. you who'd you give? You gave... Uh, I said I said Seahawks-Dolphins. Seahawks-Dolphins for fantasy. I yeah. think Saints and Lions should be the same thing. So, I am interested to watch Lamar against that Washington defensive line, even with Chase Young out. Uh, yeah, you, you guys are all throughout Iron Night, too. So, it you might guys not gave be. no fucks about Monday night. I, I'm pretty sure all of you have him as your QB2 on the week. I, I Obviously, I, he's still QB1 for me. But he's oh, you have him at six. Yep. Yeah, Washington's defense without Ionitis and Young is not any good. Yeah, but my point is the Browns just ran all over him. So yeah, yeah, gonna be throwing that much, really. True. All right, can't. We done. (laughs) All right, yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. So um, again, make sure Thursday night guys go into your position spots. Uh, Same thing with the early Sunday games. Make sure you have the late games, especially especially Titan Steelers in your flex spots. Yep. Or oh, send us your questions at the Cut FFB. And then keep an eye on their live stream on Saturday. Yep, on Saturday and or rewatch it Sunday morning because we go at like 10 or so at night because Randy works 7 to 6 on Saturdays because I hate my life. All right.
For Randy Hall, Christian Williams, I'm Sean Ward. Good luck in your week four matchup. We gone.